Hello there, it's Friday, which means it's time once again for the best movie podcast ever. The only movie podcast to offer objective and hyperbole-free discussion of every movie in the known universe. I am your host, Conrad. Wait, the, ma- the podcaster with no name, Conrad, that's my full name. And with me as always, he's one of Miskatonic Hospital's most promising young doctors, it's Anthony James. Uh, good afternoon, good evening, good night. What a ride. What a ride. We're on like, we, we've done like, this is episode 41 of the best movie podcast ever, and I still cannot be relied upon to get that intro right. It's still a coin toss, really, we'll get as, as to whether it's going to work. Yeah, we'll get there. Uh, like, you know, like, to be honest with you, Conrad, I enjoy it. The pits and falls of your intro, <laughs> one of my highlights of my week. Highlights of my week. More, more falls than, 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 uh, than, wait, what's the opposite? Peaks. Pe- peaks more troughs yeah. than peaks, yeah. but, but gosh, are the peaks soaring when we hit them. Um, <laughs> We've got some exciting things to talk about this week. Uh, the internet has been abuzz with conversation about the casting of the new Mario movie, so we're <laughs> definitely going to talk about that. Uh, Back to the Future is entering horror territory, and uh, we're carrying on the Stuart Gordon train with the reanimator. So mm. I say, let's talk about some gosh darn movies. Let's do it. Movies. Anthony, are you ready to wave your hands from side to side? Come on, it's time to go do the Mario. Uh, I yeah, don't even it, know if you watched that show. <laughs> no, I didn't. But I will say, uh, when you mentioned Mario in the intro, I didn't know you were going to mention that. Uh, I really wish when you said, uh, you know, it's Anthony James, I really wish I said, it's a me. You know, I really wish I did. <laughs> yeah. Hey, paisanos! <laughs> um, that was my Captain Lou Albano impersonation. It's not going to get better than that from here, folks. <laughs> the Mario casting has been announced. Yeah. Uh, it came it came via a like like was it Moses who came down from Mount Sinai with the with the Ten Commandments? I think uh, that's probably Moses, yeah, right? It was Moses, <clears throat> one of the Mos. I don't the... <laughs> I don't know my Bible stories, but but like like a, a, a preacher, a messenger from God coming down from up on high. Uh, someone brought us the, the casting news for the new Super Mario Brothers movie, and it looks fucking awful. Um, so, uh, Anthony, do you know? Have you seen what the casting is for this? Okay, so uh, you need you need to clarify it for me because I have seen okay. some of the casting, but then I also okay. watched the video by Video Game Donkey, and he made up some of the castings. <laughs> like I don't oh, think okay. Whoopi Goldberg's not Yoshi, is she? No. <laughs> 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 Whoopi Goldberg, as far as I know, is not in this movie. Uh, uh, if she is, that's unconfirmed. <laughs> that would be great. That would be better than. Okay, so we, we I'll go through it just so we we we're on the yeah. we're operating. On I the have same, a lot in my mind. I have a lot in my mind, which is I know Chris Pratt's in it, but I don't know anything else. Yeah. So Chris Pratt. Uh, notorious non-Italian uh, is playing Mario. Mario, excuse me. I pronounce it incorrectly and have done since I was a child. It's like Mario. when I say Ryu instead of Ryu. Uh, I know it's wrong, but it's just the way I was raised, folks. Uh, Charlie <laughs> Kennedy is playing Luigi. Who's, um, who's he? Oh, Charlie, 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 Charlie Kelly. Yeah. Charlie Kelly, not Kennedy. Char- Charles Kennedy was a former Lib Dem uh, politician. <laughs> Kennedy. From- <laughs> yeah, Charlie <laughs> Kelly, sorry, was uh, is Luigi. Seth Rogen is playing Donkey Kong. Um, Keegan Michael Key as Toad. Uh, Keegan Michael Key from Key and Peele, and uh, he's he's been in loads of stuff. He's in mm-hmm. Fargo, yeah, he's yeah, in yeah. a bunch of good movies. Uh, and and Jack Black is Bowser, which I don't see to be honest. Possibly the most surprising one to me, given 
we had a few years ago we had like the year of florence Pugh, where mm-hmm. she was in everything and kind of arrived as a megastar on people's screens one might make the argument that 2020 was very much the year of anya taylor joy between mm-hmm. the queen's gambit and a bunch of stuff uh emma the, the, mm-hmm. uh, emma yeah exactly a bunch of films that she was in mm-hmm. she's gonna be princess peach i do not know how they wrangled that casting because she must she simply must have better things to do with her time she's the only one movie. that makes sense so far i'm gonna be honest with you yeah, I mean, she, she, I, I can at least see that. Um, I, I'm, I'm kind of done with Chris Pratt, to be honest. I, I think I, 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 he had his time with me, and, uh, and, and he's now. I'd like him to just go away. Charlie Kelly, I'm never gonna. I, I love it's like we both love it's always sunny in Philadelphia. I'm never gonna dislike mm-hmm. Charlie Kelly being yeah, cast yeah. in anything, but I. F- maybe you feel differently about this but i've never really seen him in a film where i've been like that's a fair representation of what i know charlie kelly can do from a comedic stance yeah i think the best thing i've seen him in is probably like horrible bosses which again still isn't great but it's probably the best thing he's been in that is a film connor i think we're focused on the wrong thing here we can go through each of these castings and they'll all be they'll all sound shit no matter what because Mm. who's going this is what i said to you about the knuckles thing right Who's going to a film, an animated film, to see Chris Pratt? Like even like the, <sighs> even the film Onward, he was in that. Not one person went to see Onward or watched Onward on Disney Plus because Chris Pratt was in it. The fact of the matter is, more people would be excited for this if they just used the the voice actors from the game. Yeah, I, I think that is the odd thing because people are going to go sit, like kids are going to go and see this regardless because it's a Mario movie, you know. Yeah. Everyone's excited about Mario, and you're absolutely right. Like it just feels like throwing money away. Like no one gives a shit that Chris Pratt's going to going to yeah. do this, and and he's probably not going to do a good job of it. I just, I, I I I was always a Sonic kid growing up. I wish nothing but ill fortune to to the Mario franchise because that's just you know that's the way my DNA is written. I bleed blue, uh, but uh, this, I, ble- I bleed red. Is... I do bleed red. I do bleed red. Um. So I am a Mario guy. I will say to you, Conrad, before we did, before we swiftly move off this, because there's not much we can say otherwise, other than it's bullshit. I'm happy Go- Go- Whoopi Goldberg's not in it. I will say that. But oh, um, but but poor Whoopi. I mean that would have been fun. that would have been funny. It would it would have been a, 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 akin to George Clooney playing the dog in the start in the South Park. Movie. Yeah, yeah, but it would have been a career resurgence for Whoopi Goldberg because I haven't. I, to be honest, I haven't seen her in much. Recently. Oh, she's, she's on. Well, she's on like uh, the View, which is America's version of Loose Women. Oh, is she? Okay. Yeah. So uh, okay. So basically, this is my this is my point here. If Chris Pratt does an Italian-American voice, right, <laughs> is that technically, like, a cultural appropriation type thing? Like, what what it, accents are okay mm, to do? Well, Charles Martinet, like, the guy who does the voice of Mario yeah. on a day-to-day, I don't believe he has any Italian. I think he does Luigi and Wario and Waluigi as well. I don't believe he's Italian at all. So I, I don't... As long as it's, you know, done harmlessly and, and it's all in good fun and in the realm of the kind of stuff that Mario... It done with the mannerisms mm-hmm. that we expect of Mario, I don't have a problem with it. If okay. he if if he turns out and he starts talking like fucking Tony Soprano, then we got a got a problem right, asking okay. for gabagool and, and, <laughs> gabagool. and, and, and calling people bozos. Like that's when we got that's when we got ourselves a problem. I think. Okay, the reason I asked Connor just for a very quick uh, little segue, thirty second segue here, is because I've always wanted to know, guys, in the comments, let us know if you know the answer to this. Why is white people? Even not even white people, just people from not from uh, the Caribbean singing reggae in a Caribbean accent, not cultural appropriation. I mean, if you're asking me, that is uh, like Sting can get fucked. I've never enjoyed. That. Yeah, like, I don't. <laughs> I, I, I do honest. not understand. Like when when a white guy's like, yeah, no, yeah, no. Why why is that not racist? I don't get. Uh, that. I think 
uh, thankfully, I feel like the music industry industry has like quietly tried to sh- sweep white guys doing that under the carpet, <laughs> yeah. and they're just like, you know what, Sting was into it in the eighties. It's a long time ago. We can all forget about that. But I haven't forgotten. Yeah. Every time I listen to a Police song, I'm like, this is the worst. This is the yeah. absolute worst. Chet, Chet Hanks bringing it back, though. We'll not talk about him. Oh God. Um, yeah, moving swiftly on from that. Uh, we haven't really got any other movie news this week. No time to dies out this week. Do you care about that at all? You think you're gonna go see it? I, I probably will go see that actually. Uh, I um, yeah. I missed a few films that I want. I want to see Shang Chi still. Haven't seen it. I've, I've finished yep. my masters now, so maybe I will actually go and see a few of these films. Um, yeah, like ladies and gentlemen, a huge round of applause for 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 Anthony for finishing his masters this week. He's been beavering away mm-hmm. behind the scenes, for, and he's still three years. Three years. Yep, and it's all done. It's all it's all over now. Hopefully, I pass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah if we don't mention it again yeah. you'll know he failed yeah. and we'll say no more about it um yeah no no time to die coming out we're getting into the thick of it we're into the thick of movie season uh now we've got a bunch of movies coming out i can't wait for june i probably will mm-hmm. go see no time to die i think um i didn't see spectre i heard it wasn't very good phoebe waller bridge wrote it i didn't know that that's crazy she did yes Mental. yeah she did they like they which which gives me some hope that it will be good because mm-hmm. uh, phoebe waller bridge knows how to how to write a script and and she's very funny as well so it makes me hopeful that this might be might be relatively funny um regardless of whether people go and see no time to die one thing that i think is beyond question is that james bond is never going to die because he makes too much money Mm -hmm. and that's just like a certain film series (laughs) coming up oh yes you guessed it it's your favorite and mine back to the feature Love Amazing. It. Hello, friends, and welcome to the exciting game show segment, Back to the Feature, where I have selected a movie from 25 years ago today, actually 26 again, because there's good stuff in 26. Um, Anthony will hear five clues and have five opportunities to guess the name of the movie. Each clue he hears will lower his score by one. And please play along at home. Anthony, are you ready for a Halloween themed Back to the Feature? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna. I, I'm gonna make as much in this month Halloween themed as I possibly can. Like everything's gonna be spooky. Yep, yep, yep. Um, that's just my. That's my. That the the, the, the listeners are gonna have to put up with that, unfortunately, because I love, I love Nightmare Before Christmas, Halloween or Christmas film. Uh, either, either. Uh, yeah, that, that's both. what I say. The correct answer is both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll accept it for either. To be honest, like, it's a great movie. Uh, I'm happy to watch it anytime. Okay, so clue the first. Here we go. This is the sixth installment of a series which began in the 70s, a series which is still running today. Although there is some debate about that. I won't get into it now. Oh, there is some debate. Oh, there's a debate on my phone there. Um, well, it's un- it's unquestionable that the series is still running today, but the continuity has potentially been restarted a few times. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Um... I don't actually know this one off the top of my head. I, like, just tell me from the seventies. Continuity's been restarted a few times. Vegas Vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a real one of those? Yeah. Oh, Vegas Vacation's my favorite one. Yeah. I don't think. I, I, well, as as we've well established, I don't know. I'm not a. I'm not in, 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 kind of clued into the Chevy Chase extended universe. Um, <laughs> this is not the Vegas Vacation, unfortunately. Uh, it's not a. It's not one of the. Uh, there probably are, at least. Uh, there's probably quite a lot of those National Lampoons movies because I, I think they there's kept five, even five, including the the new one. I think. I think there's like the Christmas one, Vegas Vacation, 
Vacation, the first one. The sec- there's, there's one, two, three, Christmas. Yeah, I think there's five in total, I think. Uh, was that... Because I, I had in my head that that was like one of those series like American Pie where they actually kept making it between like the main after the main cast left and just made like garbage straight to videos oh maybe they did maybe and i don't know about them maybe they did um yeah but i think the main there's like the first one the vegas one the europe one and the christmas one they're the chevy chase ones i know those are the ones i know yeah okay clue the second the tagline of this movie was terror never rests in peace right Terror never rests in peace. I I'm gonna say I I think you 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 might logic your way to the right series. I'll be very surprised. I'll, I'll be very impressed <laughs> if you get the full name of this movie. Uh, okay, I'll be even okay. more impressed if you've seen it. Right. Okay. Um. It's start. So my mind is going to Halloweeny stuff. Technically, it's a new continuity. I don't Bump and scream in the dead of night. That's um. This yeah, is Halloween. This is Halloween. Yeah. Halloween. Um, <laughs> my first year as a teacher in Northern Ireland, I got my class to do a dance to that at the Halloween show. And oh, wow. we were the first class to go. And then the rest of the teachers looked at me and went, I didn't know we were, we were supposed to do a fucking West End show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Throwing the gauntlet down, yeah. these like nine-year-olds. <laughs> this there was like three girls in the class wanted to do it. I just let them take do the choreography. It was hilarious. Uh, yeah. Right. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go for Chucky Four. Okay. Uh, you're, you're you're into the right genre. It is not one of the child's play movies, mm. uh, but um, but it's a good it's a good guess. Um, Clue the third. This stars a 20-something heartthrob version. This is a bit redundant. A 20-something heartthrob version of Paul Rudd as Tommy Doyle, one of the only horror movies he has made. Possibly the only horror movie he has made. And I say it's a bit redundant because Paul Rudd looks literally exactly the same now in the year of our Lord 2021 (laughs) as he did in 1995. Um, I I didn't know that Paul Rudd existed before he was in Friends. So, um... Did you never see Clueless? He was great in that. I, actually, I have seen Clueless, but I... Yeah, I didn't remember he was in that. I haven't seen that he in, in so, Clueless, so and he long. was in... He was in another thing with Jennifer Aniston, but that might have been after Friends. Okay. Was it this? <laughs> this film is the one that he was in with Jennifer Aniston? Uh, <laughs> yes, it is, I think, uh, based on that. Uh, I still don't know what it is. I'm, I'm gonna... saying nothing. I'm saying nothing. Uh, Leprechaun 5. <laughs> did you know that, that that's wrong? But did you know that that Jennifer Aniston was in one of the Leprechaun? Movies? Yeah, I've seen I've seen that that's one. A, yeah, there you go. That's an impressive bit of horror noise. It isn't a Leprechaun movie, but that's a that's a great pull yeah. from the the, the the pantheon of horror to to know that. Okay, clue the fourth. This is either going to give it to you straight away. There's going to be people listening in the audience who are like, "Bang, got it," or it's not going to help you at all. Okay. So we'll see. All right. Clue the fourth. This would be the third time that stuntman George P. Wilbur would play the shape. No, another okay. one. This is this is another hole. I'm, I was going to say this is another hole in my um, in my film knowledge. But instead of a wall with holes in it, I think my film knowledge is starting to look like a chain link fence. So you can't really see there's well, holes in it more that there's this wire across the space. <laughs> it's just, it's just like, it's our different, I get to pick the games. So I get to basically pick stuff that I like. And that means unfortunately it exposes, October's a rough time of year for Anthony because 
like horror is not yeah. not so much your genre. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if it was me, it would be just be wee borders of every week. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So uh, the shape, the shape, the shape, the shape. Mm. I'll I'll give you a bonus hint for this. Okay. The shape is not the name of the character. It's just what they are credited as. Right. That probably doesn't help you too much, but not at all. Um, okay, we'll go for Predator. Predator okay. Five. <laughs> I don't even know if that's. I don't even. I don't even know if Predator's class as a horror film. I always thought it was. Oh, it's it's horror adjacent. Yeah. Uh, it's not Predator Five. I don't think there have been five Predators yet. We're up to <laughs> exactly. Predator One and Predator Two. I guess if you count the Alien versus Predators, maybe. Um, okay, final clue. This is your chance to redeem yourself oh. and to score some points and and make this week this uh, this kind of inaugural halloween week of back to the feature uh not a big wet fart uh <laughs> oh it's okay. gonna be a wet the, fart clear the fifth this movie features donald pleasance in not just his final appearance as dr sam loomis but his final movie appearance full stop now i'm trying to think what you would know donald pleasance from you do. You will know him if you saw a picture of Donald Pleasance. You would want. I know. Yes, know yes, I know the name. I do know the name. I can't get the face of Donald Sutherland out of my head though. Um, <laughs> He's a, Donald Pleasance is like a bald man. Um, he was a cop in Masters of the Universe, the He-Man movie from the eighties. He was in loads of Australian stuff. Okay, so mid mid nineties. Just gonna have a shot in the dark here. Go on. Planes, trains, and automobiles. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He's, fi- he's fired wildly into the air. He's 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 d- he's ditched his genre, and he's he's fired wildly into the air. And unfortunately, he's missed. Uh, it is, of course, Halloween: The Curse of Michael Myers. I've seen the, the first one. I've seen the first one. You have seen the first one, yeah. So, I mean, the only way you, I think, you would have got this is if you'd have paid attention in the credits of the first one, you would have noticed that Michael Myers is called The Shape in the oh, credits. Oh, really? Of, uh, he's he's not called Michael Myers. I don't think he's ever in the credits referred to as Michael Myers. It's a weird. I don't. I I think it's something to do with his mask being a um being a uh what's his face william shatner mask from star that's, trek that that is weird i actually watched is it actually oh, that's crazy i i yeah, I, it's, a, it's a william shatner mask the, that they the, just dipped in paint the, sh- the shape i uh i watched that film and i knew michael Myers was the bad guy in it and when it <clears> first started and the little kid was called michael Myers, i was like hold on a minute <laughs> i didn't know what was going on <laughs> You didn't okay. As long as you didn't start going like "Yeah, baby," and, and doing doing that because uh, <laughs> no, no, that's no. I've I've watched that movie with a few people before where they thought it was like very funny that their names were quite similar to each other, and it was like you're ruining you are ruining this yeah, experience just, just for a, everyone. Just, it's just <laughs> just just a name, just a name. <laughs> Different names. Um, it's a good effort. You you got close a couple of times. You you brushed up against it with Charles Player. Would say I was expecting to hear maybe some Friday the Thirteenth come out of your come out of your mouth, but um, not to worry. Well, you'll have another chance next week to do something that that restores your um, restores your your credibility. Oh yeah. Um, as I said though, it is here on the best movie podcast ever. It is all horror all day every day. If I have anything to say about it, every day. And it's we're going to go <laughs> horror ink. You know. <laughs> Uh, right. I want to see. Uh, I want to see Michael Myers shuffling now. Like <laughs> so we're going from awful Halloween sequels because the Curse of Michael Myers is not good uh, to one of the most original horror movies. I'm going to say of the last 
40 years, which is roughly when this came out, and does make me feel very, very old that this came out 40 years ago. Mm. Uh, and that is with the, the, the feature movie that we're here to talk about uh, this evening, and that is Stuart Gordon's Reanimator. Mm. Uh, it is a Lovecraftian adaptation. Um, I have read the, the Lovecraft novella on which it's based. It's very different, to be honest. <clears throat> yeah, what, um, what era is the Lovecraftian one set in? Out of uh, it it would be turn of the twentieth century, yeah. I believe. Yeah, uh, so very very early twentieth century. So it's a lot more kind of gothic. Really, there's mm-hmm. no there's not really any resemblance beyond the core story, which is that a guy called Herbert West uh, starts bringing people back to back to life yeah. through okay. uh, through through foul means. Um, but that's where we depart. Now, this is um, Stuart Gordon directed this, who also directed. The movie we looked at last week, which is yeah. uh, Space Truckers, which which uh, was fun. I enjoyed that as well. Yep. Anthony, what did, what did you did this kind of like meet your expectations for a Stuart Gordon movie um, based on what you experienced last week, or or did it did anything about this surprise you? Um, a few things surprised me. I, like I, I did enjoy it. So basically, it's about Herbert West who starts bringing people back from the dead. He gets a sort of a studentship at a university hospital and then yeah miskatonic just... hospital they always use like miskatonic yeah. university because that's like and like arkham because that's, oh, that's yeah, like yeah, the parts yeah. of the northeast that lovecraft i think he made them up i don't think they actually exist but that's always his setting it's like uh, when stephen king always sets stuff in maine yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. uh yeah so it's, it's 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 that sort of thing and it's shit goes down uh we'll talk about what, what, more <laughs> yeah, of the spoiler section in terms of space truckers and this um I'm not going to give away what I thought in terms of comparing the two because I'll do that in the rating section later on. But um, I I did enjoy this. I did enjoy it. There was a couple of moments that made me laugh out loud. Um, I wasn't I wasn't really I wasn't scared. It's not that sort of horror film. It's more no. of a pulpy sort of gory mess, which I yes. I, I, did, I didn't mind whatsoever. Um, I think uh, things about opening up people's brains sometimes uh, sometimes if I'm in a particularly existential mood. Um, make me uh, sort of not want to watch it, but this didn't do that for me. I think it was it was so mm. pu- so pulpy and, <laughs> and just not realistic that it didn't really give me that, you know. Um, and I and I yeah. actually, I generally enjoyed it. There was a few surprises in terms of the plot, which we'll talk about later again. Um, the actual main uh, Herbert West, I thought, was really creepy. I thought that guy did a great job. Oh, yeah. In, yeah, Jeffrey Combs creepy. in this is yeah. just the best. Mm-hmm. Really creepy. Um, I will say as well, Stuart Gordon, two for two. Uh, your thrust of films is is largely, and I'm not going to say too much here, but is largely around getting a good-looking young woman in the room with a freak. That's all I'll say for now. Oh, we will, yeah. Well, that scene requires dissection. I think we'll come back to that in our spoilers section. But yes, you are absolutely right in that assertion. I think. Um, so I mean, to talk briefly about the gore, then. So um, this was a guy called Brian Usner produced this and he was essentially a guy who rolled around in the uh, kind of mid 80s and early 90s uh, getting money together for low budget horror like this so this only cost a million dollars to make Uh, and and he also directed some stuff himself like famously directed a a movie called society that is horrific like in terms of body horror um but uh the gore effects in this are quite ridiculous and I, I spent quite a long time I, I've seen this movie loads of times uh, I tend to watch it every every Halloween uh, or every October and um, 
apparently they used 24 gallons of fake blood in this movie <laughs> that's a lot um which yeah i mean you and you can see where it goes so that the the gore effects were done by uh two guys called uh, josh nolan and anti dublin and it is pretty a lot of it is actually once you see how they do it is quite quite simple but i i love like how schlocky the effects are so that i mean the one you've just mentioned where um the uh david gale's character who's like this kind of uh, a, a, like neuro uh, or brain surgeon who is basically like earns the Miskatonic Hospital all its money and is like kind of the darling and 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 teaches uh, teaches all the students how to how to operate on brains and he's doing a he's not actually doing a lobotomy but he has kind of. Uh, he has pioneered this new laser-based lobotomy method that he's showing off in this movie. But he's doing... A, yeah, he's basically cutting someone's brain open. And, um, yeah, the, you see him, like, peeling this, peeling the hair back from this person's skull and then cracking it open to scoop the brains out. And it yeah. is... It's pretty gnarly stuff. He's just standing, holding into- the brains. He's standing, holding the brains and talking to them. Um, and it is, it is pretty gnarly stuff. I, I think Herbert West, in that moment... Uh, He's full of he's full of something like he's he's full of pep. Yeah, we'll full say. of piss and vinegar. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> piss, and, yeah piss and vinegar. Yeah, yeah, a little bit more vinegar. But he, uh, he, he yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he um. He is my favorite thing about this movie. I, I like okay. without fail. Like Jeffrey Combs as Herbert West is so funny in this movie. Um, I I I won't give away any major plot points just yet. But I mean, I, I want to get your read on this. The moment where um Dean I can't remember his surname now, but kind of the everyman character <clears throat> who takes Herbert West in uh, gives him a gives him a room to 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 rent. Um, he he comes home uh or he he's at home with his partner played by Barbara Crampton and they discover their cat uh, is dead yeah. in the fridge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <clears throat> and um. In the fridge in uh, in uh, Herbert West's room, and they interrogate her, Herbert West about it. And they like, said, "Couldn't you have left a note?" And he just says, "What would the note have said, David? Cat dead. Details later." <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was a great one. So uh, it just, it just like that's just perfect delivery of that. And he's got a he's got a few others as well. Um, the the moment later in the movie where we'll get into uh, where he has been, let's say. Um, taken prisoner by someone who becomes the villain of this mm-hmm. um and, and that person is essentially saying that they are going to take credit for all the work that he did on his reanimating agents and yep. uh, basically claim it himself and he says who would believe a talking head get a job in a side show <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is, like, at this point he's talking to a head a, de- a, 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 a severed head and yeah. like an ambulated corpse um it's oh it is so so good what, what I, I, what, I love Jeffrey what, what i love about that as well is the talking head thing i'm i was a bit slow on that to be honest with you and then i realized uh whenever he whenever he said that i was like holy god right at the start of the film in the uh the scene where they're sort of getting getting out at the boyfriend girlfriend on the wall is a talking heads poster and yes. I, was, yep. I was just like yep, yep, oh yep. the foreshadowing i didn't even notice yep, that they got they got it in there they wanted to, they they wanted to get that that uh that little gag in there and uh they they wouldn't be stopped like it yeah. was always gonna it was always foreshadowed um so yeah i mean the gore effects in this and uh jeffrey coombs are fantastic have have you seen um the uh, the original psycho there was a question i wanted to ask you about the score in this i have seen the original psycho Okay, so so Richard Bands did the score for this, and he wanted it to be an homage to Bernard Herrmann's Psycho score, and he actually got in quite a lot of trouble because he essentially just stole the Psycho score. What like did, the, did that like stand? Yeah, yeah, just like and it's literally just 
it is just the psycho school with with some drums and a bass or actually i think it's like a clarinet in the background but did that did that stand out to you at all or did did uh did you like give richard band a pass for that one i always i I must have given him a pass because i didn't actually notice that too much but now that you say that it just yes the whole film is punctuated with basically the score of psycho it does yeah yeah, I, I knew it sounded familiar. Maybe I just thought it was a genre thing. But if you're telling me that not many other films do that, then he is literally just <laughs> no, stealing his... He got in some trouble for for, for, <laughs> for doing what he did with that score. Uh, it's really funny watching uh, watching the, the making of documentary and seeing uh, Stuart Gordon and Brian Yuzner talking about this and being like, he tried to make it an homage, but it was way too close <laughs> to it. And I think they ended up getting sued for uh, for you know in- infringement well, yeah. upon the copyright. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised to be honest with you. But but I, to be honest with you, weirdly, it actually worked very very well for it though. Like you know, oh absolutely. Of, I'm happy for them to get sued, but the actual film itself did well by it. You know. Yeah, I think so, and I, I think it, it strikes that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm interested. You, you've kind of hinted at it already, but the, the tone that it strikes mm. is—I don't think it's ever really trying to be scary. It's trying to be like schlocky and silly, I think. Yeah. Um, but uh, it still has a certain amount of eeriness, I guess, to it. Um, there's one scene in particular which I guess we'll say. Uh, at this point that we're probably going to get into spoiler territory okay. um, that I, I wanted to get your take on and that is the cat in the basement scene um, <laughs> what what was your reaction to the cat in the basement scene like what kind of emotion would you say you experienced during that because I know a lot a lot of people have felt different things during that scene running the full gamut <laughs> What the moment where they're just like with a flashlight walking around, going, "It's over there," and then like, yeah, well, I mean, starting no with Herbert West having what is clearly just like a fake cat, like stapled to his back <laughs> as he runs around the room, and then and then them like, yeah, them searching the room, being like, "There it is," and then and, and just you know the, the them like having the sound effect of a cat going like. As like Herbert West just banging things in the room. Right. Well, first of um, all, Herbert West changed his tune pretty quick because uh, in came Dean or whatever his name is, and was saying like, you know, what are you doing in here? What are you doing? And Herbert was just like, get out of here, get out of here. And then like within like ten seconds, he's like, get this thing off of me. Uh, so that <laughs> yeah. that changed very quickly. It uh, was also telling him to get out of there, and then he very quickly said, like, so he caught they he caught the cat, and they caught the cat, yeah. and then they had it, and then uh, the. Herbert West goes. That's actually why I uh, took the cat because I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to get you get you on board here. It's like, but you were telling him to get out of the room five minutes ago. Um, yeah. But yeah. So okay. The, the the moment where they're looking around the room and the cat noises are happening and there's clearly no like there's no cat anywhere. They're just pretending that it's places. Um, I thought that was. I, I was laughing at that. <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna be honest. I think with it you. is funny. I, I mean, I, I think if you, if you if you don't find that scene funny. Uh, 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 for 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 the for the duration that it runs, I don't understand how you can't laugh after. I mean, there is a scare in it, so you know it is dark, and there yeah. is a kind of jump scare when when the cat initially is Dan Kane is the the character's okay. name. Oh, yeah. He's played played by Bruce Abbott, like the kind of everyman. Um, and there is a jump scare where you get like a POV shot of, from Dan Kane's point of view, and then the cat like Meow! into the camera, and uh, <laughs> and, <Yeah>. then, <laughs> and then but but 
that's where the horror ends. Horror leaves the room at that point. <laughs> and then Dan Kane takes the body of this cat and just fucking hurls it against the wall. <laughs> and it's done in this incredibly funny wide shot. Like, there's no, like, th- there's no dynamism to the shot at all. It's just a person throwing a cat against a wall. And it hits the wall. There's a splat of blood. The cat slides down. And then about five seconds later, a goop of something red slides down as well. And it's so, it's so funny. There's uh, a couple of moments which are is a great like something smacks into a wall and there's blood left behind yeah later on with the body I mean, as well that happens i think yeah I, I mean okay so i think we'll probably talk about that as well so i mean the plot progresses in this movie to the point where they accidentally kill uh barbara crampton uh whose character is called megan halsey's uh dad who like runs yeah, the hospital yeah, yeah. um and then he's like he, he gets taken out of the picture he gets uh, uh um, lobotomized with the laser the lobotomized with the laser yeah and then um the, david gale's character uh dr carl hill is basically becomes the villain because he discovers what they're doing discovers what they can do and tries to blackmail them mm-hmm. uh herbert west decapitates him with a spade uh which is a great gore effect that, that as was well. good that they, was good yeah like you know they have him like you know just blood spraying up as he's hitting with the shovel and then they cut to like the, the sort of feet up shot of the body and you see him push it down and hear like a yeah, sound effect and they just good. see the head roll into the background um which is great but um he kind of becomes the villain and essentially takes them all to the hospital to have their big final showdown <laughs> and yeah I, I i think the bit you're talking about if i'm not mistaken is the bit at the end of the movie where uh where the, um megan halsey's um dad has like basically taken uh has, has gone into a rage and he and he's got uh carl hill's head and he sort of crushes it a bit and then just in the most like ignominious <laughs> fashion just fucking throws it out of the, <laughs> out of the yeah. room the security the guard sees it you know yeah. The security guard just sees it and then runs away, which is is such a funny way to kill, to kill that character. Yeah, um, like that 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 was that was obviously funny. Whenever the blood was there, let's talk about the security guard though, because the security guard was the first bit of danger he sees. He just runs away, and not yeah. not, not only that, he was sitting. What was he sitting there reading like porno like mag? Yeah, so I was I was reading about because I I wanted to double check this. I didn't want to cast aspersions about that character. But every time he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna go get a coffee," and then you walk off with a porno mag. I was like, "Is he going to masturbate?" <laughs> and then I, I I read um uh I, I read some interviews with uh, I think it was Stuart Gordon and the scriptwriter or the the guy who adapted the the screenplay, Dennis Paoli, uh, and they they confirmed that yes, he is going to masturbate every time he goes to get some coffee so um he's not he's not a good security guard i think it's safe to say um and it's it's unsurprising yeah i don't really understand why i don't think they would have a security guard like sitting next to the morgue door like it doesn't really make any sense like yeah i don't actually i don't know do they have security guards on morgues he doesn't do anything except for like be the guy who unlocks the door they they sneak yeah. past him with a fake head one time, and he goes off and masturbates all the time. Like what? Yeah. What's the point of him? Yeah, I, I think it's to kind of humanize uh, Dan Kane because he gets some you know banter yeah, with him yeah. as he walks in now. But you're absolutely right in terms of that's a character that in in the kind of the the lexicon of horror you 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 kill that character that character yeah, is supposed yeah. to die and it and it's like oh no this person didn't deserve to die and they did and um and and that but i guess that kind of that role is kind of taken by um by uh, megan halsey's dad who's kind of the the innocent victim who ends up getting yeah. roped into everything um he is he is like the the security guard is a very funny character though as well i think we've got to talk about it it's the elephant in the room we mentioned it earlier 
Barbara Crampton, and and this is a a trend that she would continue in the next Stuart Gordon movie that he made after this, which uh, was called From Beyond. She is what what was what was your what was your reaction to the scene of her being let's say prepped for sexual assault or actually just full on sexually assaulted by um yeah. by uh the reanimated corpse of Dr. Carl Hill holding his own severed head right okay so i mean obviously i didn't think well of the guy uh <laughs> like i i thought i no. thought I thought, uh, you know... That's it, good. You passed the first test. Up to that point, I was like, you know, this guy actually isn't too bad, you know? And, and then once <laughs> yeah. he started feeling her up, I was like, oh, no, no, bad guy, bad guy. Yeah. Uh, this Cancel guy, him. Yeah, so I think he probably he should have been cancelled. Uh, well, the head getting crushed and thrown against the wall, probably the biggest cancellation yeah. of the that, that was very much the cancelling of that era. <laughs> like you, yeah. Although he, you although it, did, it did happen post-death, so I don't know how I don't know how they're going to deal with that in the papers. But, um, yeah. Yeah, so, okay, so it, it was very shocking to see that because um, I think like back in the day they were much more liberal with with nudity in films in terms of uh, like mm. it was almost maybe this, this speaks poorly of, of, of the time as well though it was almost as if like they they always went for actresses who were kind of unknown in films like this because then they could they could get them to do this sort of thing whereas these days I don't really see this being made in terms of the in terms of what they were doing Having said that, like I do think because it was the bad guy, he's very clearly evil. It's it's not like it's not like I was watching it thinking, "Oh my god, I wasn't cringing or anything like that." It was mm. like to be honest with you, I was really I was actually thinking to myself, uh w- w- what the hell is this director doing? Like Stuart Gordon, two out of two <laughs> movies that I've seen of him has honestly like the first one in Space Truckers with uh Charles Dance as this yeah. weird like uh, robot guy with chemicals in his body. He was sort of he wanted to be, be with the you, the uh, woman there and in this one uh it, it's the same exact thing like but uh, it is Fox very similar actually. character it's, a, it's yeah, yeah. It's, it's it makes me think like does every film center around the bad guy wanting you know and like, like thirsting after a young good-looking woman well i mean i think it's uh, it's a, pic- a very a old picture in, trend. a picture into stuart gordon's mind conrad I mean, I think that there's probably something to that. I, I do think as well, though, that like you know, the 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 damsel in peril uh, yeah. at the hands of the villain is a very old-fashioned mm-hmm. kind of trope, and this is him taking it to its kind of ridiculous, schlocky yeah. extreme. I think. Um, I, I mean, the thing I will say for him, I think you're absolutely right. There are some movies, particularly in the '80s and to a certain extent the '70s, where you can feel that the director was a bit exploitative of an actress who maybe mm-hmm. couldn't didn't have a didn't have her agent on set or you know wasn't didn't feel com- fully comfortable with what she was doing but couldn't didn't feel like she could say no by by all accounts Barbara Crampton was quite happy to do this and was pretty fearless to be honest you know mm-hmm. she shoots full frontal nudity and has a severed head uh, perform or oral sex <laughs> on her um you know, and fair play to her for 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 being comfortable to, uh, enough to do that. I, I think I did read I that the ac- fully... the actor who was uh, performing that oral sex. I, I read that the actor's wife walked out of the uh, the screening of the <laughs> yeah, film. She didn't know it was going to happen, and she stormed out of the screening. <laughs> and they got divorced shortly later. Which, oh my god! Th- I mean, that is the ca- come on now. That is the kind of thing. If you if you do that in a film, you've got to prep your partner that <laughs> yeah. that's coming up. You can't just spring that on them. Uh, come, I mean, you know, I'll be. I, I don't want to. I don't want to make statements about David Gale's relationship, but that—that's you've got to. You've got to give him some warning, surely. <laughs> By the way, love, 
just to warn you, you might want to close your eyes around the 79 minute mark in this one. <laughs> yeah, it, that was, to be honest with you, that was, that one got a cringe out of me. Like, the, when he was like just feeling her up, I was thinking to myself, right, obviously this guy's an absolute bastard. He's dead. He's a zombie. You know, this is a bit, a bit over the top, you know, sort of thing. Well, no, no. Oh, I, literally over the top but um (laughs) basically uh whenever they took the head like the hands took the head and moved them down i was i honestly was like what are they doing yeah yeah i mean and that i think that's the that's the reaction they wanted they want to be shocking but it's i mean i think it's uh, one of the reasons i like this movie as much as i do is it never feels like mean-spirited like it never feels like it's being shocking just to be like nasty um and and uh it doesn't dwell on the sort of trauma of Barbara Crampton. I mean, to be fair, she's she's de- her character's dead within within about ten minutes of that happening. So yeah, there's not yeah, a long yeah. time for it to happen. But it doesn't it doesn't feel kind of too mean spirited, which I think helps to soften the tone or soften the blow of it happening. Um, but yeah, so I mean, there's a big explosion of intestines i guess oh yeah that was herbert funny. west is is grabbed by them uh it, it's a very cool practical effect um you will be pleased to know that he does come back for the sequel so he oh, okay they, they they kind of retconned him dying because it seems like he dies at the end of this is he a good guy um, or a bad guy by the end of this is he the bad i mean he's a he's a mad scientist who is very much the I, suppose, I mean, he's the protagonist in a way because he's the one mm-hmm. who whose actions kind of cause all of this shit to happen. But at the same time, although they they co- they gave no, but the actual hero's journey they gave to Dan Dan Kane, you know, well, because yeah. at the end he you know he was he, he had learnt his. I honestly thought he was going to bring her back with the resuscitation. I thought like this is his hero's journey. He's going to actually he's not going to give up on this body and he's actually going to bring her back. But then no, he just takes the glowing yeah, liquid just, out. Yeah, he gives her the reanimator. Well, I mean. I, and not to give anything away, but the sequel to this movie is called Bride of Reanimator, so uh, you, can, oh, okay. you can guess you can guess where that's going. But yes, so Dan Kane ends um, having learned that you can't save them all just with CPR alone, <laughs> yeah. and injects the reanimating agent into his uh, his very recently deceased girlfriend, who uh, we can presume is the one who emits the ear piercing scream as we go to credits, and uh, and that's the end of end of the movie. Can, can, um, can we can we talk about the uh, the way they go to credits? Uh, so so he's injecting her with the glowing liquid it pauses the score Mm. rumbles up and then the the, it goes completely black except for the vial and then that bright green and uh, then that yeah and then that that like sort of scrolls down uh and, and goes away but the funny thing is because it was made like in the in the 80s and i presume it was made on film uh yes then then the way that they did it obviously they had to cut around the film or like black out the film and you can see when they've actually, because it's how good quality, like you know, the screens are these days. I can see around the the glowing uh, tube of the stuff, just the set behind. Like they didn't actually just have the, they actually just cut it out, and you can see, you can literally just see it's like a little circle, and it doesn't, it, it just looks so weird. Go and watch it again. Oh, I didn't notice that. I need to go watch that now. That's uh, that's that's fascinating. I, I, I love when stuff like that pops up. Yeah, as, like uh... They didn't want to cut too close, you know. So, but they now mm. these days with the screens we've got, we can see it very clearly that they didn't go close enough. To the vial yes well i mean it's still it's a it's a striking ending no doubt mm-hmm. i think yeah, uh, regardless of that anthony how 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 do you feel about the reanimator um, let's talk let's talk turkey here like if, if we're gonna if we're gonna if we're gonna like talk about movies we've got to talk turkey yeah what are you gonna rate it talk turkey because we won't be eating, eating at christmas thanks to brexit uh um, i'm gonna talk about um so i'm gonna rate it 
mm, confidently went out of a joke there and lost what I was going to say. Uh, I'm going to rate it. Um, <laughs> now, you're going to laugh at this, okay? And I'm. There's no I'm, judgment here. This is a judgment-free zone. If you want to give it five stars, you want to give it one star, that's, you know... I don't think... It's going to happen. Yeah, I think you're going to you're gonna understand why, like, me, myself, like, the, who I am when I watch a movie, why I did this. But truck Space Truckers last week, I gave a three star. I'm giving this a two star. Um, oh. It would have been a five out of ten. Maybe it should be a three, but I'm giving it two. I'm giving it two. I didn't enjoy it as much as Space Truckers. I'm going to be honest with you. I Space, okay. Space Truckers had had more campiness to me. This was yes. schlocky, uh, whereas the Space Truckers was campy. You know? Yeah, I think I think that's definitely true. I, I you know, if the tone, if the tone of like Space Truckers, I think you're absolutely right. Space Truckers has a <clears throat> has a lighter tone and is a bit sillier mm-hmm. than this, which tries to be a bit darker and it, it deals with some heavier stuff certainly visually if not tonally um for me i mean i love this movie i i i i i i've got this movie down as a four out of, four out of five and uh and i i will i will love it till till the day i die but i can it's certainly not for everyone they, these kind of like gore fests are very much up up my alley so to no, speak I, like i don't I did, like I, I i did like it i just felt that i need i like space truckers better and i want my rating to, to reflect that yep you, you've got to remain consistent that's yeah. fair enough um okay well i think that's just about gonna do it for us uh this week on uh, on the best movie podcast ever which leads us very naturally to answering one question as we always do and that is anthony what's your favorite movie unfortunately conrad i invoked the name it has to be we bought a zoo that was fair enough. It's yeah. come up naturally in conversation, so you're allowed to you're allowed to slot it in there. Yeah. Mine is Reanimator. I'm standing for Reanimator. <laughs> um, I haven't actually decided, or we haven't actually decided what we're gonna what we're gonna look at next week. But um, but but please tune back in again to catch whatever mm-hmm. that is. It'll probably be spooky. I think we can probably we can probably say that it's going to be some kind of horror or horror adjacent thing to honor mm-hmm. this time of year when uh, when Satan is among us i don't know i don't know what the rules about bet, like, bet, bet midler bet midler is among us oh is that a, is that a south park joke no she's the star of hocus pocus oh i haven't seen hocus pocus in about 20 years oh my god been. that's gonna be one of the weeks guys that's gonna be one of the weeks we're watching hocus, right, we'll pocus. Try and do hocus we'll try and do hocus pocus close close closer to halloween though has to be closer to halloween Okay, fine. Yeah, that classic horror movie, Hocus Pocus. That's probably not going to be next week. It might be next week. You'll have to tune in to find out. Um, thank you to Nancy Wyatt and Jared Iscariot for the use of our theme song. You'll find links to their stuff down in the description below. And thank you to you for joining us. Uh, please consider subscribing. We are The Culture Cave on YouTube, and we're the best movie podcast ever on podcasting apps. Uh, get involved in the comments. Let us know what you're watching this spooky season. Uh, give the show a like. That really does help. And we will see you same time, same place next week. And cut. <laughs>